Welcome to the Professional Writer Podcast, episode number 12. I'm your host, Laura Christensen, and I'm here to help you confidently plan, launch, and grow your writing-related business. You'll find the show notes for today's episode at bloggingbistro.com. I was chatting the other day with a pre-published author who has a book coming out in three months with a small independent publisher. Because this publishing house is small, they don't have a marketing department, so their authors are responsible for 100% of marketing their own books. This scenario actually is very common, even among the larger publishing houses that do have marketing teams. Because here's how it works. The larger the publishing house, the more books they publish. And while they're going to allocate a good chunk of change and human resources towards marketing the book of a best-selling author, B-list authors and C-list authors and first-time authors, I don't know, what do you call first-time authors? D-list, F-list? I don't like those terms. Anyway, first-time authors often get minimal marketing support. I'm going to make a bold statement here, but it's one that I believe to be true. If you are hoping to publish a book or you're in the process of getting one published, you absolutely must have the mindset that you are going to be 100% responsible for getting your book into the hands of the people who most need to read it. 100% responsible. Your publisher might purchase an ad in a trade magazine, or they might design and print bookmarks or postcards for you. They might make your book available on NetGalley so people can review an advanced copy. They might even foot the bill for your author website, or they might run a sweepstakes contest on your behalf. And if they do help you out with these things, consider yourself very, very fortunate. But most authors are going to do most, if not all, of the marketing themselves. So you have to approach writing a book with the mindset that you are not only the author, you are the marketer. The two go hand in hand. They cannot be separated. And this, I believe, is why so many books utterly fail when it comes to book sales. Authors aren't willing to learn how to promote and market their books. So they make excuses like, I'm a writer, not a marketer. No, you're not. If you're a writer, you're also a marketer. You cannot have one without the other. It's like saying, I'm going to make a loaf of bread. So you mix the ingredients, you knead the dough, you punch it down, you let it rise, but you don't put it in the oven. Well, what happens if you don't bake it? Nothing. (laughs) That's what. You're left with beautiful dough that you can't eat and has to be dumped in the trash. Thinking that you're not a marketer is like not baking your bread. Baking the dough is a critical step of the process that when you ignore it or you leave it out, it leaves you with a useless, inedible mess. So let's say you're coming to terms with the fact that you are responsible for marketing your book. Here's the place where a lot of authors veer off track. They say, usually in a very resigned tone of voice, okay, okay, I realize I'm going to have to market my own book, but I'm busy writing it now. So I'll wait to start marketing it until three months before its release date. Remember how I just emphatically told you that writing and marketing a book go hand in hand? In reality, the minute you have an idea for a book, 
Before you even write the first word of that book, you need to be planning how you'll market it. By waiting until three months or worse yet, three weeks before your book is released to start thinking about how you'll market it, you are setting yourself up for failure. I know these are harsh words. You probably don't want to hear them, but I share these words because I want your book to sell. I want for you to grow, to enjoy the entire book publishing process, including the marketing part. And I'm not making up these stories. Author after author after author has come to me saying, my book is coming out in three months and I have absolutely no idea what to do next. I ask them what marketing efforts they've been working on so far and their response is usually something like, ah, I've been trying to put together a website, but that tech stuff is so frustrating and it takes forever to learn it. Or they tell me, oh, I've been blogging, but the topics I've been blogging on haven't really related to the focus of my upcoming book. Or the biggest time waster of all, I've been posting about it on social media, but no one is liking or commenting on my posts. Because these authors don't know what to do and what order to do these things in, they're frittering away tons of time doing the wrong things in the wrong order. I get it. Figuring out what to do and in what order to do them is truly frightening for many authors. This week alone, I have had conversations with several authors who've confided that they're, and I'm using direct quotes here, they're stuck. They're paralyzed. And one person told me, I'm frozen with indecision. When we get scared to the point of paralysis, we convince ourselves, well, I don't really have to do this, do I? My book is just going to magically market itself. And here's another common excuse. I hear this sometimes from Christian authors who are feeling stuck. They tell me, God gave me the words for my book, so God will market it for me. I firmly believe in the power of prayer. I also believe that God inspires the creativity and the imagination and the themes and the words that appear in many books. But God didn't write your book. You wrote it with God's help. And in the same manner, God won't market your book. You will market your book with God's help. Let me repeat that because it is so critical. God didn't write your book. God gave you the creativity and the imagination and the themes and the inspiration for the words that go in your book. But you wrote the book with God's help. You will also market your book with God's help. What I'm going to propose today is that you dream up a big, hairy, audacious goal for marketing your book. What's a dream goal that seems practically impossible, but in a perfect world, it would come true? Now, some people don't like the word goal because they say, oh, that word is so nebulous. They prefer to use words like aspiration or outcome or result, whatever. I'm not going to argue semantics. Choose the word you like best and insert it every time I say the word goal. So back to my question. What's a dream goal? or aspiration, or outcome, or result, that seems practically impossible, but in a perfect world, it would come true. So let's just throw this one out there. Maybe you'd love to sell 100,000 copies of your book, right? Yeah, who wouldn't? Or earn $100,000 in sales this year. Sounds good, right? 
if you're setting this goal today, chances are that you've sold zero books to date or you've earned zero dollars. And that's normal because every single one of us starts at zero. But right at the beginning of setting our big, hairy, audacious goal, the BHA, I'll just shorten it to that, right at the beginning of setting that goal is where many of us get sidetracked. We set our big, hairy, audacious goal. We assume we're going to sell 100,000 books this month or earn $100,000 in sales this month. So we set our goal and then we sit back and wait for it to happen. But unless our name is James Patterson or Nora Roberts or Michelle Obama, it doesn't happen. And when it doesn't happen, we give up. The culture in which we live thrives on instant gratification. And frankly, that's not a viable recipe for building a writing business. Yeah, we can all name first-time authors whose books instantly land on the bestseller list and stay there for months. But those authors are an anomaly. They represent less than 1% of all published authors. For most of us, selling 100,000 copies is a big, hairy, audacious goal that you'll meet only as you consistently take action that will keep you moving forward. Now, having a BHA goal is fantastic. I highly recommend that you set one. But an important piece of meeting that goal is having a well-defined plan of action to achieve it so that you don't bounce all over the place trying all the things. In the coaching that I do with clients, I help them reverse engineer their big, hairy, audacious goals so that they're less likely to get paralyzed or stuck and they continue making forward progress. So I'll break it down for you a little bit here. We start out with the three-year goal. That's the big, hairy, audacious goal. Then we clearly define one-year goals, 90-day strategies, weekly actions, and then daily habits that are going to help us make consistent progress towards reaching our BHA goal. Think of your big, hairy, audacious goal, your three-year goal, as your big picture vision. Ask yourself, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Why am I writing this book? Why am I writing on this project? Why am I planning this launch? Where do I want to be in three years? And then here's the kicker. What structure do I need to put in place to help make this happen? Notice I didn't say there, I'm just going to kick back and wait for the next three years for this to happen. You have to put a structure in place in order for it to happen. Then your one-year goal. Your one-year goal encompasses the key systems and products and services and so on that need to be in place one year from today in order to be on track for your three-year vision. Then we have the 90-day strategy, the quarterly strategy. This is where things start to get fun because during this three-month period, you focus on only three action items that you need to complete to reach your one-year goal. And finally, your weekly action steps include three items that you commit to doing right now, this week, that will enable you to reach your 90-day strategy. And at least one of these action steps needs to be so simple that it would be as easy for you not to do it 
as it is to do it. In other words, it is so small, it is so simple that you can and will accomplish it. And that is going to instantly help you gain momentum. And it's going to motivate you to continue working on your other two weekly action steps. As you take weekly action steps consistently week after week, you'll discover that you're making faster progress than you would have imagined at first, and you may be ready and able to ramp up to bigger challenges. To sum up, what you do right now, this week, points to your 90-day strategy, which points to your one-year goal, which points to your three-year big, hairy, audacious vision. Everything you do eliminates wasted time and money because we have limited time to build our writing business. So we want to know that our time is being used in fruitful and productive ways that produce results. As you work to achieve your goal, expect that you'll experience failures along the way, roadblocks along the way. Just expect it because no one experiences only wins along the way. Ask anyone who's achieved a big, hairy, audacious goal, and they'll tell you that they encountered lots of setbacks and roadblocks. They made tons of mistakes. They tried stuff that utterly failed all along the way. The difference between them and the people who don't achieve their big, hairy, audacious goals is that those people refused to use failure as an excuse to feel bad about themselves or to give up. So do not beat yourself up when you experience failure. Keep doing those small daily action steps and celebrate every little success. Remember that small and simple goals aren't sexy. They're not. They're boring sounding, but they're sustainable. They're going to give you a much better chance to get the outcome that you want. Let's go back to our big, hairy, audacious goal of selling 100,000 books in the next three years. Well, let's say you sold zero books last week. And your goal for this week can be to sell 10 books. Because if you want to sell 100,000 books, you first have to sell one, and then 10, and then 100, and then 1,000. The key is to focus not just on the big, hairy, audacious three-year goal, but to focus on what you can do today that will begin moving you towards your ultimate goal. So what small, consistent actions can you take this week that are going to start you on track toward achieving that long-term goal? Think big, act small. These small, consistent actions are so important. And interestingly, they're the number one reason people come to me for coaching. If after listening to this episode, you're thinking, yes, I am willing to commit to taking 100% of the responsibility to market my own book. I am ready and willing to set a big, hairy, audacious goal and to develop an actionable plan that will move me toward achieving the result I want to happen. I'm not sure what to do first, second, or third. I need help figuring this whole thing out. If that's you, contact me and ask about setting up one-to-one -one coaching. Together, we'll create a marketing plan for your book, and I will be your accountability partner and your cheerleader as you work to reach your big, hairy, audacious goal. 
Thanks so much for joining me today for the Professional Writer Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please share it with somebody who you think would also enjoy it. And then be sure to head over to bloggingbistro.com to check out today's show notes. You can also, I'll put a link in there that shows you how to contact me if you're interested in setting up some consulting or at least chatting about setting up some one-on-one consulting. And be sure to subscribe to the show there at bloggingbistro.com so that you'll get email notifications of each new episode. And then one last thing, while you're looking over the show notes, I invite you to join the Professional Writer Podcast Community Facebook group because I want to hear what your big, hairy, audacious goal is for the next three years. I want to hear what your 90-day goal is, or excuse me, your one-year goal, your 90-day goal, your, your weekly plan. Share your aha moments, your questions, your thoughts about the topics that we're covering on the show. The private Facebook group is a great way for us to turn a one-way monologue into a two-sided conversation. So hop on over there and join me. You can find all the information at bloggingbistro.com. I look forward to talking with you again next week.